on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oh, just what a what a great person he was, and what a competitor, uh, tough guy. You know, loved the game, and uh, yeah, I shoot, I, I remember all of it. And you know, Brent and I go all the way back there, and was and was everything we had hoped he'd be a tough, hard, hard nosed, you know, really solid, good player for us. And uh, and uh, and oddly, his sidekick next to him was Kirby Hokut. Anyhow, it was great. I remember him at Kansas State, bringing Julia's wife to, to one of the recruiting, uh, to one of the, uh, I want to say, a recruiting dinner or a bowl dinner. Did you know Kirby Hocutt was a, was a linebacker at Kansas State? I had no idea he was a football player. No disrespect to Kirby, Kirby Hocutt, but... I had no idea he played high-level D1 football. Uh, while playing for Kansas State, Hocutt earned all-conference team honors as a wow. junior, served, served as a team captain in his senior season. Huh? Is he still the AD at Tech? Is yep. that where he's at? Yeah, as far as I know. R- not- raising all that oil money for a $200 million end zone and $25,000 to every player in the football team? Crazy. 93 Sporting News selected him, hit him as one of the top 20 underrated players in the nation. Wow. Uh, that's wild. I, I, was, I was shocked to hear that. I knew, I think I knew he played somewhere, but I didn't know that it was linebacker at Kansas State. Pretty impressive. Sounds Pretty impressive. like he was a dude in that backer core as well. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, good stuff. Well, um, now that was cool to hear from uh, Coach Stoops talking about the old days and recruiting Venables, and uh, it's just it's wild how uh, how this whole thing has unfolded. Um, Coach Stoops at Iowa to Kansas State, then to Florida, and my goodness, what a hire! Whenever Joe C hired him on in in '99. You know, who would have thought that it would have led to Venables and Venables would take the path that he's taken, and here he is now. And we'll see how he builds on it. Maybe he wins nine games this year. Uh, n- <laughs> no, I, I don't. Th- <laughs> he he may win nine games after week ten of the season, but uh, I think he's going to have more than nine wins to show for after this year. Hey, uh, so when we talk about conference realignment, everyone has to say, well, there's the or really NIL discussion. There's the haves and the have-nots in college football. Right. How many times have you heard that term, right? Yeah. Uh, can you tell me who the haves are in college football, just so we're clear on yeah. who those teams are? Who, who are the haves? You want me to list them all y- out? Y- yeah, that's what I was hoping for, please. Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana State, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, um, Oregon, uh, Clemson, um, 
Mm, who am I missing? You got you, I, Florida's got to be on there. Florida, Flor, and Florida State and Miami are all three of them on there. Uh, okay, yeah, I was hesitant on some of those. Like it's just sure. the haves that have the means to actually win a national championship. Like they can actually do it as a program. Yeah. If so, then Florida State and Miami got to be on there. Yeah, I think so. It's it's. Did I mention USC? USC's on there. Um, it's it's schools that have enough history and tradition that big boosters and alumni are willing to put money into the program. I'm sure Cincinnati or you know any of these these other schools have a big alumni base, but they they haven't really been really good before so it's hard to convince people to dump a ton of money into a program that and you're looking at it's like yeah but can we really ever be Alabama it seems like a lost cause so the teams that have been there previously they have an alumni base that is willing to dump the money into it required to to compete and to go out there and recruit Hire coaching staff and support staff, and uh, you know, build these facilities to do all of the things required. Uh, Notre Dame got to be on that list as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there's like 16 schools in college football that are the haves that will actually shell out enough money and make the sacrifices to win a championship. And even some of those schools, like a Penn State. I don't really. I mean, I, I don't really see them breaking through and winning one anytime soon, right? It'd be, it'd be hard. A and M. I don't see them breaking through anytime soon. Um, I think I, it's going to be. You get the point. Like there's yeah. 16 programs, but Even on a given the year, 16, there's less than like maybe 10 that can actually win a title. I think. I think Penn State is. I think Penn, like most of these schools are a like a once in a lifetime player away like they have to be good plus they have to have like you know Vince Young come through at quarterback and and find that and be which able Auburn's to, on the text line it's the perfect example of yeah, what that's, that's it. exactly it that's that's what I'm talking about right there you 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 have the means you have the resources but you're not going to be you're not going to recruit good enough year in year out to be able to to knock off like the big four or big five, unless you get a, that once-in-a-lifetime player. And it's harder and harder to get the once-in-a-lifetime player because the way that the recruiting is all done now, that player is usually discovered and offered by ninth grade. Oh, God, we didn't list Nebraska, by the way. Nebraska was not on the list. <sighs> and I have a hard time putting him on the list, to be honest with you. I don't think they are right now. They are – it's been way too long for them to be consistent, and, and they have some built-in difficulties that most of those places listed – not all, but most of those places listed don't. And they only sent OU 3,000 tickets for the game this year. Which What's has, the deal with that? So I don't claim to know exactly how many tickets – OU sent Nebraska last year. I don't know that number, but there were some fans. There are some fans 
that are very upset that Nebraska only sent 3,000 to OU. That, they made it seem like, whoa, that is not, that's way too small of an allotment. Way too small of an allotment. It sounded like it's half of what OU. Oh, you gave six last year? I don't know. That's the number I heard people throwing around that they gave half of what OU gave. But, heck, I don't know. Don't get me lying about the number of tickets that were made available. Um You'll be able to buy them. It just they're going to be way more expensive. Oh, there will be tickets available if you want to go to the game. What's it, the w- price right now? For I, I'm looking at some right. Honestly, I'm scared to look because I'm going to have to end up buying two of those. <laughs> Gosh, I honestly, man, I don't really know if I want to look at these. Um, the cheapest right now is two twenty. Two twenty each. That's not that bad. Uh, it's not good. Why? Why aren't you credentialed for that game? Couple reasons. One, um, my wife will be going. I'm not just going to leave her sitting by herself. I'd like she to think I'm more a, of a gentleman than a that. Tailgate that has and direct number TV. two, dude. Like this is my first time to Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't want to spend my first experience there in a press box to where if you even sneeze, they're like, shh, I'm trying to ride over here. I want to be out in the atmosphere and actually get to experience the place. That's what it's all about to me. Dude. I don't want to be locked up in a press box where you can't make any noise or can't hear anything. The credential gets you in the gate. It gets you in the gate. It doesn't get you a seat. That's the issue. You don't need a seat. You roam around, take the game in from different sections. Oh, so you know all about the different vantage points of the stadium, and you you, you just, just know saying, that they have a place where you can stand and watch it. Go grab a beer in the end zone. Make your way into the suites down from the press box. I don't think that they have an area where, like a standing room where you can watch the game. If they do, I might take you up on that offer. <laughs> I might go that route. Be one of the guys like at the Emmys where when someone gets up to go to the restroom, you go and sit in their seat until they're back. That's all you have to do. Just roam around. Be yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to have to spend 500 bucks for two tickets is what it's looking like right now. Well, okay. Because Nebraska's greedy. Just so we know, like I was not suggesting you watch a game from the press box. There's no way you would ever want to do that. I'm just saying – if you need to, get just use the credential to get you in the gate, man. Plus, in the press box, you can't drink. It's, <laughs> I mean, not with that attitude, but, yeah, yeah not supposed to. Well, it, I like that we got a rule follower there. Bought man. tickets today directly from Nebraska's ticket office for 150 each. You just have to create a Huskers.com account. I thought they sold out every game. Dude, <laughs> Tyler, that is a text – you read to yourself. I know. I got halfway through it. I didn't, like, <laughs> proofread it before. I got halfway through it. I was like, this is a bad idea. Uh, We're about to crash the website. Oh, and uh, tickets are gone now on Husker.com. Good job, guys. Yeah. Where are OU fans sitting for the game? No one seems to know. Yeah, because they only gave out 3,000 tickets. Scattered. You think they did? Instead of putting you in one section, they scattered oh, them all yeah, over? Kinda, it would We'd be get swallowed funny. up by Nebraska fans. They probably won't even let the fans go or the band go in. Well, no room for the band. Sorry. And I'd stay at home this trip. Yeah. Do you feel like the band should travel or no? Wow. I can already hear the tone in your voice of what your opinion is. I mean, yes, I do. It is it is cool. To Nebraska? To hear, you know, to get a big touchdown late and your band starts playing in their house. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I do think the band should be there. Look at God. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I yeah. 
Man. I'm just saying in a in a place that you know is going to be sold out and packed, I mean, come on. Those are uh, – those seats are important. Plus, when you're in the band, you can't drink, right? Well, not, again, not with that <laughs> attitude. Well, with only 34 listeners, the website won't crash. That's that's true. Great point. The band shouldn't even be allowed in our home stadium. What's oh, with you people? Whoa. Wow. Unbelievable. I, here's what A I think they dang. should do. They should have the band in the indoor and whenever they play, they just patch it into the show them up on the jumbotron. <laughs> That's what they did during the COVID year. They did. They had you know the pregame routine that they do. Hey, who am I? Who am I kidding? You don't even right. know that they do a pregame routine. The pregame routine was on the video board, right? But right. the band wasn't actually out on the field. They were doing like you could hear the pregame routine, but the band wasn't there. It was like a video recorded from previous years. They didn't want someone uh, blowing COVID into the crowd exactly. through their French horn? I, I guess not. Okay, good. Um, all right, so we got Chris Lambakis coming up. He's basically a wizard when it comes to uh, knowing players' jersey numbers, where they went to high school, and just a bunch of OU info. So if you think you can stump this guy, um, or if you know a very unique player from the day, his number, what year he played, what Text about? It to us. Can I ask him questions about like individual games and like I'm not okay? Like, like, well, like well, give me an ex- give me an example. Like who scored the final touchdown in two thousand seven? You don't Texas. have to make this like the stump the Lincoln Riley thing. No, I'm just I'm just trying to. I, I don't know what I'm dealing with here, so I'm trying. to – I think you should stick with. Um, think of the guy. Here's here's what you should do. Think of the guys that you played with. Okay. That were down roster. Okay. That were probably the fall guys when you guys went out on campus corner. If anything <laughs> happens, it's happening to them. Maybe remember their jersey numbers, and I bet Chris can tell you where they you went were to driving. high school. You were driving. Oh, gosh. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I can handle that. All right, good. So uh, we'll hit a timeout here. Did you want – But text it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Text, uh, text your questions in Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. There you go. This is going to be fun. We'll hit that on the other side. Quick time out. Again, Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. We'll be back. Stream at home. Shop the latest ref gear. Read the latest issues of Boyd Street or 19th Street Magazine. And listen to the podcast for your favorite ref shows. Just visit the all-new KREF.com website. At Landers, we're all about you. The smile makers, the trailblazers, people doing what they do best, making things happen for those that need it most. The kind of people that are true game changers. And we're all about giving you more. More money for your used vehicle, even if you don't buy from us. We even offer on-site appraisals. Lander Chevrolet of Norman is driven to serve. Shop LanderChevroletNorman.com today. Find new roads. It's summertime in Oklahoma, and that means it's time to head to Inner Urban. Swing by one of their six locations in Norman, Edmond, Yukon, Chickasha, Ardmore, and Tulsa, and try their mouth-watering honey pepper bacon cheeseburger and a cold beverage. Inner Urban's cheese enchiladas are the best in America, along with their famous fried chicken club salad. Great food for any taste and friendly service to boot. Inner Urban staff can't wait to serve all you fans. We'll see you when you get here. Thank you. 
is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing the final hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. You will seriously never guess what just happened that last break, over that last break. Okay. My wife bought – my wife went to the website <laughs> and bought – I swear, she just bought two tickets for uh, – $3.15 for two tickets. Nice. That's a deal. Uh, we are in section – 16A, level SS, uh, row 77. God, I'm not going to be able to see the game, but that's all right. 
Huh. That really worked. I'm shocked. I thought they sold out every single game. They had all these season tickets holders that have been there forever. How about that? That's wild. General admission has not sold out yet. They don't want to go see the slaughter. Terrible fans. All right, let's get to our uh, guest this segment. This guy is uh, hes awesome. His name is Chris Lambacus. I know uh, a lot of you follow him on Twitter. Basically, he's a wizard when it comes to OU football information. <laughs> had a couple of uh, nights this summer already, and the summer's not over just yet, where – uh, a buddy of mine, Jonathan, we'd sit back and text him random numbers from random years, and it seemed like every single time Chris would know who the player is and where he went to high school. So welcome to the show, Chris. Uh, how do you know so much about OU football over the years? <laughs> well, I probably spent too much time as a kid uh, researching rosters and reading up on OU history than, more than I did my schoolwork. So, But, uh, you know, just, just as a kid, I just – was always just uh, intrigued by OU football, OU football history, the players, teams, and so I just just devote a lot of time to reading up on it. And and then as I've gotten older, my friends always reach out to me and ask me questions uh, when when they're out with other friends and wanting to know the answer to something. I know Teddy's got a few ready to go, but let's just get a warm-up here, all right? This is the first time we're doing this with Chris, so let's just get a little bit of a warm-up session. Chris, who wore number 30 in 1971? 1971, that would be Greg Pruitt. Okay. Do you know where wow. Greg Pruitt went to high school? He's. I know Greg's from the Houston area. Um, trying to think. Pruitt, Houston, probably, I think it was um, – Gosh, Houston. That's still pretty I, I good, it, honestly. I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's Elmore High School in Houston. <laughs> okay. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, remember, Tay, this is just a warm-up here, all right? Some people might okay. be like, oh, Greg Pruitt, I knew that one. All right, just a couple warm-ups. Chris, number 22 in the year 1980. 22 and 80 would have been uh, David Overstreet. Okay, you know where he went to high school at? Uh, over streets out of Big Sandy, Texas. Okay, okay, that was just the warm up, Teddy. Are you okay. impressed so far? I, like how you how you doing? I'm ready. I'm I'm impressed. I'm is you want me to fire a hard one at him? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Who was number sixty nine in the year two thousand? You're ridiculous. Seriously, number sixty nine in the year two thousand. Yeah, that that would have been uh, Brad Davis. Yes, Hot that's Sauce right. was number 69, yeah, O-line exactly. coach at LSU right now. Hot Sauce was yep. number 69. Do you know this? Yep. Sto- do you know the story of his recruitment, uh, Chris, about how I – mean, Yo, go, go ahead. Well, I know he was brought in by John Blake, um, I think, in 98 was when he came in. Uh, but I don't know a lot about kind of anything in particular about his recruitment. I, well, I don't the, think it's a very well-known story, no, the, Teddy tells the it. The story I was told when I was at school, it was that the Blake uh, coaching staff offered the wrong Brad Davis from Louisiana, and whenever he showed up, like he signed everything, and whenever he showed up, they were like, you're the wrong guy, and they tried to take his scholarship <laughs> away. And I don't know if it went to court or what, but he was able to stay, and – it's an awesome wow. story because he turned out to be a starter, and now yeah. he's a, a really one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. Yeah, that, that I didn't know that, um, but you know he he was a guy that kind of just put in his time, and then like you said, he started I think his senior year, won the Don Key Award, and mm-hmm. and then he's had a 
nice uh, nice run in the coaching ranks as far as some really good schools. So look at, look at that, Teddy. You didn't even know that he won the Don Key Award. Yeah, Chris Lambacus knows it. <laughs> uh, right. Let's go with a more a little bit more recent year, Chris. Who wore number 34 in 2003? Teddy, do you know this one off the top of your head, by the way? 34 in 2003? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay, Chris, who was it? I think it's Matt McCoy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Teddy, where did he go to high school? Uh, Jinx High School. Okay, all right. Okay. Hey. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to ask, ask Tyler. Tyler, if you might know this one. In, in the year 2000, who wore number 54? Oh, they gave this bum a carry in the national championship. No, game I didn't have a carry. Or you were out no, there no, on the offensive. Or you were out there on offense, right. at least. Yeah, they they did not give me the ball. I, 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 okay, I got a hard one for you. Okay. Who? Well, maybe it's hard. Maybe it's easy. Who knows? Who wore number twenty two in two thousand and two? In two thousand and two. 22. Well, okay, there was two, there was two guys. There's an easy one and there's a hard one. Okay. Well, Quentin is is probably the one you're referring to as the easy one. Right. Hugh Griffin. Um, I think there was a walk-on yeah. that had 22. Um, Hammer. <laughs> ah, yes. Do you know where he's oh, from? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I know he's I, he's from Oklahoma. Um, I think it's, he's up near the. I want to say he's up near the Tulsa area. Um, not a Tulsa school. No, that Laramie Hammer. Uh, that's yeah. a good one. I'm glad. I'm surprised you got that from Tahlequah. Yeah, yeah. Tulsa area. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good, Chris. You know, it seems like today's time. You know, you got more players today that wear. You know, a guy on defense will have the same numbers a guy on offense. And years ago, you didn't see much of that right. at all. But I think the first time I really saw that was in 2004. Antonio Perkins was 28, and then AD wore 28. So that's the first time I remember that guys on both sides of the ball started sharing numbers. Um, but years ago, you just didn't see a lot of that. Um all right, Chris, next one. Who, uh, 1998, the 1998 season. Who wore number four for the 1998 Oklahoma Sooners? 1998. Um, that would be Pee Wee Woods, I believe. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Who wore, uh, who wore number 85 in 2002? 2002, 85, gosh. Um, 85. I should know this off the top of my head. It's not um, an easy one. <laughs> did you go down roster for this one? It's down roster, yes. I'm, it's not, 85 not, I'm not saying there's not an 85. I've, it's not ringing a bell, 85 for 2002. Kicker. Um, Our kicker in 02 was uh, the Carlo. He was the starter. Uh, now, this guy, I think he he maybe may have started off the season as the kicker or maybe kicked a couple of times in games, but I don't remember whoever this was. You know you'll know the name. 
You go ahead and tell me because I'm I'm drawing a blank on '85 and 2000. Stephen Sarubi. Oh God. Stephen Sarubi. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, I figured you'd remember that, no, Tyler. No, I don't remember that. I, I remember Stephen Sarubi. I just I wouldn't think in '85 and 2002. Uh, let's see. Text line. Uh, Chris, we have who wore number 68 in the 1978 season? Number 68 in the 1978 season. 68 in the 1978 season. Well, I'm pretty positive it's Kent Bradford. Kent Bradford, Putnam City High School. Sam's dad. Yeah, that's correct. Dang. This one is Uh, wanting to know, uh, well, let's see. What number did Steve Whaley of the 1979 Sooners wear? Whaley, I believe, was 57. That's correct. <laughs> I told you, man. Guy doesn't miss. Uh, that's great. I've got, I've got an interesting trivia question to see if either one of you may know it. Okay. It's not necessarily a number, but um, what former Sooner during his career played under – Gary Gibbs, Schnellenberger, Blake, and Stoops. I feel like I've heard this one before. He would have had to have been a senior in 1999 for that to be the case. Correct. I'm Correct. trying to think of who the seniors were in 1999. I don't think that this is right, Chris, but it's at least a guess. I'm going to guess Rodney Rideau. No, it wasn't Rodney Rideau. What position? It, it a little catch. He was a, he was an offensive lineman, and there's a little catch to it. He was granted a, a six year of eligibility. That's why he was able to play under Bob Stoops his last year. I rem- was did he write a book? He did. Oh my gosh! He, he, why can I not remember his name? Ah, oh. he, he he wore number seventy one. He's out of Arlington, Texas. Oh, I remember he wrote the – I know he wrote a book. I can't remember his name. I don't want to waste everyone's time. Jay Smith. There you go. See, that's what happens when you try to play in the big leagues with Chris. You get burned like (laughs) that. Oh, man. Hey, uh, let me ask you a couple more, and uh, before we get you out of here, at least want your thoughts on the uh, upcoming season. Someone wants to know number 22 in 1970. 22 in 70 would have been Joe Wiley. That is correct. Uh, someone is wanting you to spell Chijoke on you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make you do that one. I'm not gonna make you do that one. Uh, I, I'll ask you what was Steve Barrett's number in 1967. Oh, buddy, that's going way back. Oh, Steve Barrett, 67. Um, gosh, I believe Barrett was 35. Okay. Well, no one gave us the answer on this one, but Chris, yeah. I think that you've built up yeah. enough that, yeah, I'm going to guess that it's uh, number 35. If, if not, we need to go back and change the history. So, uh, if you've been wondering what I've been doing all summer, Teddy, it's this is what I've been yeah. doing all summer. So, That's so great. long watching this guy be. Uh, what a fun game. Yeah, it is. We'll have to do it again sometime. Hey, Chris, um, before you get out of here, you know, what, what do you, I guess, kind of your overall thoughts of what you think OU is going to look like in 2022? You know, I. I'm I'm excited like most fans I think is just you know with coach Venables coming in it's um you know so it was to me it's a blessing in disguise you know we don't know what we don't know with everything that was going on with Lincoln but I think I think just the, it's an entire change as far as the, the mentality the culture um I think they're going to be really good um now I'm not predicting 
you know, I'm not one of those that's going to say, oh, they're going to be undefeated and win a national championship. But I think this team is only going to elevate, and the program's only going to elevate. And uh, just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And of course, you know, quarterback play is going to be key, and how well you know Dylan Gabriel does, and how well the offensive line comes together. But uh, um, hopefully, they're they're much more physical offense up front. All right, I lied. I got two more. First, <laughs> uh, where did Paul Thompson go to high school? Paul is from uh, Leander, Texas. That's correct. Last one. Who was the offensive play caller that resorted to jet sweeps and speed options to the near side with the backup quarterback to try to beat Georgia in the uh, Rose Bowl back in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> who was the play caller? Yeah, who was the play caller? Who was calling uh, jet sweeps and speed options with the backup quarterback in the fourth quarter to try to win the game? Does that ring a bell by chance? Mule shoes? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Hey, uh, I, I, I'll give his Twitter, at Chris underscore Lambacus, which hopefully everyone goes and follows him now, and his wife's going to be mad at us because they're going to be tweeting him <laughs> trivia questions all night long tonight uh, after hearing about this. That was great, Chris, well, man. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Well, appreciate y'all having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, see you, man. Good stuff. You impressed? Oh, uh, that's fun. That's fun. It reminds me of – Whenever I was in college, we had we had like a sports almanac or something, and it had every university in their mascot listed in the back of it. And my roommate Lance Donnelly knew every single one of them, and I would just have the book with me and be yelling all the way across our house at random times. <laughs> uh, Northern. Arizona <laughs> yeah. lumberjacks every time it was hilarious yeah that's that's uh that's fun stuff that's cool all right let's hit a quick break more from the rush coming up we got a couple of segments left hit us on the air cover solutions text line 651-3439 
Final hour of the rush. We're inside the Brian O'Haver studio. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. All right, Herb Street, point taken there. Uh, Teddy, is Brent Venables getting the things that he wants, the things that he needs to roll into the SEC? Um, hmm. I think he's getting most of them. I think there's there's always going to be a a little bit of a push and pull on timing and uh, like what exactly you need and what is just a um, uh, maybe a luxury item that maybe doesn't serve as much purpose purpose as it costs. Um, you know, I I think for the most part they have. They have been really good about getting the things that they need, but I think there's there's always going to be, uh, you know, you're you're always going to want more. You're always going to want more, and I don't. From what I know, they've done a really good job of of giving Venables the the stuff and the. They definitely expanded his staff. It's a you know, it's a start. It, it was a necessary start, is what it was. Right, and and I know they want it all to happen right now, and. You know, you've got to have a little bit of uh, of reason on the back end, the administration side, Joe C side of, I, yes, we want to ramp all these things up, but maybe we can't just put the pedal all the way to the floor right here in year one. Right, we can get close, but right, there's there has to be at least some type of a gradual buildup. Yeah, well, especially, you know, you are building a new softball stadium, and maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe you have all the money raised for that. I don't know. Right. You're wanting to do renovations to the baseball stadium, Eldale Mitchell Park. I mean, you're wanting to find a new basketball arena somewhere, so this is a very unique time to want to really kind of get your facilities going up again with, you know, the other sports that that want to be served. I don't know if you've driven by there recently, but the Bud Wilkinson dormitory is gone. Yep. There's nothing there but a flat piece of dirt, and I'm guessing they're going to start construction here on on what's going there pretty quickly, would, would be my guess. And didn't we see, like, that was – they allocated $70 bucks to that or something like that? It was a lot. It was a huge number, whatever it was. So he wants – or they want a facility that's all-encompassing – is, is that basically what the idea is from the staff? Like, the facilities are fine now, but it takes too long to move from station to station? Is that how I understand it? I think in a perfect world, that is, that's where they would want to be. Now, I don't know what the timing is on that. I don't know uh, what the allocation, like, like what the number is. My, my goodness, like, because of the cost of everything right now, Part of it is like, can we wait until costs come down on some things before we start this? But who knows? Yeah. Maybe they never come down. Maybe they just keep increasing. Guys, I'm serious. Um, who whoever sent that in fifty eight oh five, the final four digits. I owe that person a beer. I thought it was a joke. Like, there's no way that the Nebraska ticket office just has OU tickets for sale. And we just bought two. I, like, look, I'm not telling you that they're cheap. It's still $300 for two tickets to a football game. That's pretty expensive. But the seats aren't bad. I mean, we're in the middle of the end zone. They're not terrible, dude. I would, uh, if you're making the Nebraska trip and you don't have tickets yet, 
I would advise going to Nebraska's website to buy them right now, two for just over $300. I actually, for what I think you're going to end up having to pay, it's probably, it's a pretty good deal. Huskers.com. Is that what it is? Huskers.com? Yeah. And if you, didn't you say it was, they were like 220 or something like that? 220 a piece on StubHub. And I think I actually got better seats well, from Huskers.com. And. As we all know, two twenty on StubHub ends well, up being seven hundred dollars a ticket, right? No After doubt fees, about that. there's no doubt. So I think your fees were just a little bit more, right? Because didn't you say total was three fifteen? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, total was three fifteen. Yeah. So not bad at all. Uh, no Ser- doubt. Like, I w- actually, OU fans, I would urge you if you're going to this game, Huskers.com, and, and go buy. I, I don't know how many seats they have left, but if there's any left, I would go buy those. Am Good I going to be sitting right in the middle of Nebraska fans though? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, just don't don't start a fight. Ease into What if I do start a fight though? Make how sure will that go your over? wife videos it. <laughs> Everyone videos fights right. now. And make sure you land no, the I first No, I don't know. Punch. I kind of feel like Nebraska all their fans have flip phones. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to get to test the theory right in the middle of that giant end zone the uh, average age of Nebraska fans real quick if you start a fight there's a good chance it's going to be with an 85 year old man <laughs> yeah yeah I can't I cannot lose I cannot lose this oh wow that's awesome all right well let's hit one final timeout we'll come back wrap things up next hit the air comfort solutions text line 651-3439 
All right, final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Tuesday. We have listeners going to Huskers.com right now and buying tickets. I know that because someone sent me proof of their ticket purchase, and they're sitting exactly one row behind me. So didn't what someone, a unique experience that's going to be, huh? Didn't this happen recent? Was it baseball when this happened and they had to shut it down? Well, what you're thinking of is when Texas Tech played Texas in basketball, and Texas yes. Tech bought up all the uh, tickets for the game in Austin, and like, yeah, they found like the secret code to get in and buy them for cheap or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I, I'm glad to see that uh, there's at least a few of our listeners going to be sitting around in the area with us. That'll be that'll be a good time. Well, hopefully, it's enough to where. Uh, Huskers.com has to shut it down and yeah. issue a statement. That would be hilarious. Ah, they're already in bed up there. It's almost oh, yeah. 6 p.m., so they won't <laughs> even know until 4 a.m. when they when they <laughs> wake up. Wow. There is a special bond you create with someone when you watch a football game with them, especially in a game like OU Nebraska. I mean, a, a bond can definitely be made within a three-and-a-half-hour window. So what happens? Game. Do you – uh, you start up a conversation, and the conversation lasts the whole game, or what? Uh, what happens? Well, yeah, third and eight. What do you think we do here? That's, that's, <laughs> that's the conversation. Run the damn ball. Basically. Uh, someone asking about the Husker fight, what what happened. Uh, we were just kidding about that. Oh, yeah. Take your own crimson and cream balloons and release. Well, Nebraska is not doing the balloon tradition this year. Helium, Which right? Was there's it a helium shortage going on right now. So I think it's after they score a touchdown, maybe a field goal too, they release balloons in the air. And there's just like thousands of balloons going up. But helium shortage doesn't sound like they're doing it. Yeah. What well. a casualty. No wonder the tickets are only 150 bucks. <laughs> They've ru- ruined us of the balloon experience. Well, uh, that's um, I, I hate that they're not going to get to watch all the balloons go up in the air. Can y'all play the OU fight song coming back from break, get the band haters riled up, and make it feel like football time? <laughs> I, you did not make very many friends with that band comment. Earlier. I was just joking. It doesn't matter if you were just joking. <laughs> I love the band. I think they do a fantastic job. You just don't think that they should be on the field? No, that's not. I said road games. That's what I said. But you're right. It is important to be able to blare the fight song whenever you're on the road. Nebraska isn't going to score, so they won't even need any balloons. That's a hope. I would love if we if we blank them. How how many, if any, shutouts do you think uh, we have this year? Uh, I think they are going to have two shutouts this season. Um, I think they are going to have a shutout against UTEP. I think, I think they're going to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to have a shutout against UTEP. And I think that everyone is so embarrassed from last year, they're going to shut out Kansas. Ooh, yeah. But it's hard to shut someone out if they're going to go as fast as they keep telling everyone that they're going to go, you know? I don't think they'll be going fast in a game where they're up like 21-0 and the other team's not moving the ball at all. They better. Sometimes you can't help it, though, if you're ripping off like 50, 60-yard runs. Um, sometimes there's not a whole lot you can do. Text of the day. Me and the guy in front of me when I had season tickets at OU who drank out of his binocular flask did not have a bond. <laughs> <laughs> binocular flask. That I is can see. Hilarious. I can picture in my mind exactly what that guy looks like and exactly what he's like during an OU game. 
<laughs> Every play call is the wrong play call. Oh wow. Yeah. Does it does it get annoying whenever you like whenever you're in the stands like listening to everyone? I mean, it's fine. It, it like comes with going to a game, but if there's one guy in particular that has to question everything, it's like, dude, just calm down, man. Right. But I've never really run across that too many times in my days. Thank God. Yeah. I'm I'm fascinated and maybe it's the season ticket aspect that there's at least it doesn't seem like there's nearly as many fights in college uh games as there is professional games. Professional sports, it has the feeling that every single game has a fight in the stands. If I were to go to a football game in the state of California, I would wear a bulletproof vest. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know if that would be enough. There was a fight last night in the Home Run Derby. Oh god, of course. <laughs> in the parking lot at Dodger Stadium? Is, was, is that where it was? No, it was in the it was in the stands. I just saw a small little clip of it, but it was during the Home Run Derby. <laughs> Are you going to watch the All-Star game tonight? Let's all watch and hope that it's tied after 9 innings so they have the Home Run Derby off. Let me okay, if they do that, and it's amazing because there's a good chance that it's terrible. But if they do that and it's amazing, will people be asking that they do that in every game? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? If that eventually decides a World Series, I might actually be okay with that one. And then you could have a guy on your team that all he does is train for home run derby. That's it. He can swing and like And he can use non-stop. steroids legally? Yeah. You're, yes. <laughs> yeah. Your home run derby guy can use steroids. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. All right, fun day. You guys killed it on the text line again, as always. Uh, You guys are awesome. Keep it coming. You drive the show. We're just along for the ride. Thanks to Pacifico. You guys go have a cold one. You earned it.